Welcome to another Daily Takeaway. It's Bush and Richie here. We're reunited after uh, I took last week off. I've got a little game for you uh, on my oh, return yeah. this evening. I thought you might like to uh, play. Absolutely, yes. But it's not actually really much of a game. You've got a choice, all right? A choice of either A or B. Right. Now, I've got two videos that I could play and show you. One of them that could be A, is a video from my time looking at trains on the Settle to Ra- uh, Carlisle Railway. Okay, what, um, what kind of content is this? In the carriage, is it going by or, or looking at the rails? or? It's, uh, it's, it's a video from the carriage out of the window. Brilliant. People love those. Or video number two is from my visit to CBeebies Land and the live Bing show. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so A or B. I've already determined in my head which is which. Is it bad that when I saw the still photo of you stood with Bing on stage, my first reaction was, if that was me, I'd turn around and knock him out. (laughs) And I don't mean you, I mean Bing. Or Flop, Flop for that matter. Have a think about what letter you want to choose during this podcast... And at the end, you can make your choice and you'll hear the video. And if you're listening to this right now, maybe there's one in particular that you'd rather watch. Tell us about it. Hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk is the show. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Welcome on board. Good to be back. Missed you. Missed you too. It seems like we had a lot of adventures. So much train chat to be had. I met Bing as well what? at CPP's land. It's been an amazing week. Are you okay? Do you want me to pour you a drink? <laughs> uh, no, I had plenty to drink yesterday when I went to watch Ireland versus Bangladesh at Chelmsford as I, as I finished my week off in style watching a day's cricket. But unfortunately, going into the ground, I had something confiscated. Wow, what, they took someone off you at, like, the the gates on the way in? Security check. I, mild-mannered me, had something confiscated. You will never guess what it was. Well, go on, what was it, what was it? It was something that was in my picnic. So, got to the uh, security checkpoint, uh, the blokes, you know, typical, you know, this is standard stuff, going into a sporting event, can I just check your bag, sir? Of course you can. Because it's cricket, it's a cool bag, because I'm taking a picnic in. Okay. Bloke starts looking through, goes, textbook, textbook, yeah, that's fine, that's fine, lovely picnic, sir. Oh, hang on, we're going to have a problem with that, I'm afraid. My Doritos tangy cheese dip got confiscated. What, did you have a problem with how, how many little chilies there were on the side of it or something like that? Or what was his issue? What could possibly be wrong with a, a tangy cheese dip? See, there's, there's, that's what I thought, all right? I get that you're not allowed to take alcohol in. I get that they worried that people are going to get drunk and throw bottles and all that kind of stuff. But the problem with your Doritos tangy cheese dip, it was in a glass jar. They had a blanket ban on glass. So because of that, Whoa. my Doritos tangy cheese dip didn't make it into the ground. As a result, I went in with a jumbo pack of tortillas crisps. Yeah. But nothing to dip them in. Very dry, uh, very dry snack. I think there's a little bit of an overreaction. And I, and I don't want to I don't want to get in trouble with the what's the cricket board called? ECB. Right. This is Bangladesh versus Ireland. It ain't the El Clasico. No, I, I'm not. Do you know what I mean? People ain't going to be throwing... There's no flares going <laughs> no, on in there. I'm not luzzing Doritos at them, all right? The price of Doritos as well. I'm not luzzing <laughs> them anywhere. So you've had, it, you've, had, you've had it confiscated. Had it confiscated. So you didn't get it back at the end? No. Oh, man. That, I, weirdly, there's a load of things in life you could have taken off you. I reckon this will affect you for quite some time. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to walk down the snack aisle of a supermarket without getting flashbacks. Uh, can, I, can I just say, yeah. can I just say uh, that in terms of my life, two things in terms of confiscations in my life. Firstly, 
uh, when I was at university in America, obviously uh, we were under the drinking age, yep. etc. But we somehow ma- managed, being Brits abroad, to procure. 30 bottles of beer Very well done. in a bag uh, and the police pulled over the bus we were on and I was made to empty every single one of them into a drain which I still to this day one by one pouring these beers out oh my god it hurt me so much I got told that I could empty my tangy cheese dip into a Tupperware if I went and bought one from a convenience store oh, it's, it's the dignity that's the worst <laughs> thing about it it's completely there's no dignity to it and then the other one I think I mentioned this before on the show but my dad Nigel uh, had his fishing knife confiscated and taken off him because he forgot he had it in his coat pocket in the National Records office. So that wasn't a good look either. Uh, This text says, Richie, schoolboy error. Uh, To beat the confiscation police at cricket, you have to hollow out a baguette and fill it with contraband, then wrap it in cling film. I would say hollowing out baguettes is a very slippery slope. (laughs) (laughs) I'd say for a tangy cheese dip, it's probably got to be a bit more of a tiger loaf than a baguette. Not enough girth. Okay. Well, that's a lot to think about. Uh, go, John, uh, what have you had confiscated? It was a tiny M16 rifle that's about the size of one that you would uh, the action man would use back in the day. And okay. it was no, I couldn't even get my finger in the, the tiniest part of the, the, the mechanism of the trigger. Or well, that, anything. that adds a new meaning to small arms fire. <laughs> a little bit of a ballistics joke for everyone <laughs> there. Good. It was just, uh, it must have been a very overzealous person. It, it was um, ridiculous. So uh, I, I then, um, a few years later, I uh, joined the airport security team. I went to Leibwich Terminal, and uh, I'm still looking for this person because I, I know her face and I know where she lives. <laughs> John, John, let's just clear wow. this up. Let's just clear this up. Did you become an aviation security officer purely and solely to try and get back your rifle keyring? No, I, I didn't. I'll be, I'll be honest, but I was a bit peeved that when I did the course, um, <laughs> I don't think it was entirely necessary. Um, well, I mean, being man size, then yeah, big problem. But yeah. I was well, a bit, bit gutted. One of my favourite TV shows of all time is Nothing to Declare, where, yeah. they, where they go through people's stuff yeah. and take it off them. You must, some of the stuff you must see in airport security, it must be mind-blowing. What's the weirdest thing you've had to take off someone? Um, probably a load of bondage kit. and um, right. I, haven't, know, I haven't flown since. And we're, we're, talk, we're talking, you know, um, bits and bits. You know, um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. tough, John. Yeah. Um, and and, and a, fi- <laughs> a final question, swiftly moving the content on. Uh, if I was to come through your terminal, would you allow me through with my tangy cheese dip? Ooh. Depending on what, what size it was, we got, you know, there's a liquid bannon and things, and it, it does constitute a, a liquid. So I can't um, even fly with it. Part of it. I think the game's yeah. gone. The game's gone for the tangy dip, mate. <laughs> Pretty bad news yeah. for Doritos. I think the message here is to Richie is to decant. If in doubt, decant into someone else. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> in Lille last Friday night Ooh. says this text watching Roger Waters Whoa. my wife had her gluten free biscuits confiscated the stadium didn't serve anything gluten free she thought she might need a snack during his mammoth three hour set she went hungry that is the most middle class story I've ever heard in my life you're in Lille <laughs> it's a new one isn't watching it watching Roger Waters and your wife had her gluten free biscuits <laughs> taken off her confiscations uh, have I said that right confiscations is that a word I think that confiscated. Is... Confiscations. I'm sick of these confiscations. Oh, I don't know if that is a word. <laughs> what have you had confiscated after I had my tangy cheese dip seized on the way into cricket yesterday? Phil, what have you had taken off you? Well, uh, funny enough, uh, once had a, uh, a cabbage confiscated from uh, an FA Cup first round match between uh, Telford United and Lincoln City. So you had your cabbage um, taken off you? Yes, we had a cabbage. So Phil, there's a bit of a yeah. Sorry. How did you have a cabbage with you in the first place at Telford well, versus Lincoln? 
Right, so we're, we're well, we're Lincoln City fans, and we decided last minute to go watch the Imps um, in the in the FA Cup game. And uh, obviously, as you do, you had a few refreshments on the way. I was with me, my wife was driving, and a couple of mates in the car. Right. And um, we got we got near to Telford, and we actually didn't know where the ground was. Um, so we saw in the lay-by there was a, a guy selling veg. So oh, we'll obviously know where the ground is. So we stopped and obviously uh, relieved ourselves in the bushes. And then my friend Bert went up and asked, uh, said, um, veg seller, said, uh, asked him where the ground was. And he said, oh, he told us very kindly where it was. Uh, and then at the end he said, oh, would you like to buy some veg? And my, <laughs> and my, my friend Bert just said, oh, OK, yeah, I'll have a cabbage. Um, and it wasn't your ordinary bog-standard cabbage you get from Tesco's. It was a big cabbage with leaves coming out of everywhere. Um, so anyway, we, we decided when we got to the ground, why not try and get it in the ground for no apparent reason? Um, so we, I think we smuggled it up my wife's um, Steady. coat to make it look right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. My wife's coat, uh, so it made it look like she was pregnant. Um, so they were never going to stop a pregnant lady, were they? Um, no. So we got it. We got it in, and you know, just got the cabbage out, and Lincoln fans just started cheering for you know, oh, it's a cabbage, brilliant. Um, so halfway through the first half. Uh, the overzealous stewards came up and said, oh, I'm sorry, you can't have a cabbage in the ground. You might throw it on the pitch or something. So, you know, we thought, fair enough. Um, and then the second half, I think by that point, my, my, my two uh, friends had actually uh, decided to go back to the pub. Um, so I was left in there with my wife and I just went up to the steward and asked politely if we could have the cabbage back. Can we cabbage back? <laughs> can we have a cabbage back? And he said, yeah, give it five minutes, mate. And yeah, you could have it. So... Uh, when when we got the cabbage back, I, I I got it out to the Lincoln fans, and yeah, we all went wild. And uh, what was the yeah, score? So we won three 0 So very you know, lucky cabbage. It, it, was, it was a long while ago as well. So it's when Lincoln weren't you know particularly good. So it was a, it was a cracking cracking result. And uh, as an Everton yeah. fan, Phil, you don't still have that cabbage, do you, by any chance? <laughs> we took we played. I think we played. Um, I can't remember who we played in the next round, but. Uh, the cabbage thing took off for a little while, and everyone took cabbages. So uh, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was a short-lived thing, thankfully. So, but yeah, it was a bit of a story to tell the grandkids, isn't it? So, <laughs> Nigel travelling back from Moldova versus England in 1996, about to board the plane home. Officer searching his bag found custard creams. Oh, I... glared at him and confiscated them. I think a lot of this we've heard on the show tonight is just people, security people, just wanting it for themselves. They're just hungry. They covet your stuff. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's daily takeaway. Uh, we're reunited and we're, we're we're dizzy with happiness, but also quite tired mm. because we've all all of us on this show have been kind of uh, doing some interesting stuff over the past few days. So let me explain. Uh, me, Richie, and producer Nick have all been doing stuff that we love, but you could probably describe it as niche, <laughs> a niche area of interest. Allow me to elaborate. So I've just got back from a thing called Punched Con, which is. Uh, the technical term is it the War and Strategy Strategy Board Gaming Convention. Oh wow! In Coventry. Oh wow! Just lots of trick chicks and dancing and stuff like that. So I've been doing that this weekend. But, you know, obviously I'm a massive board game geek, but I absolutely love it. So I'm a little bit tired from that. One game we played on Saturday uh, started at 4 p.m., finished at one o'clock in the morning Brilliant. Sunday. Madness, but brilliant. Never get to do that normally. So that's a niche interest. Richie, you've been checking out trains. I have had the week off, and I, I booked myself into a hotel on my own, and I've uh, been up doing the settle to Carlisle. Railway, yeah, and that's your, your the, the kind of thing you love. Yeah, got me walking boots out, got me long lens, taking pictures, staying in hotel rooms on my own. It's been wonderful. And it's all above board. All above it's board. The man yeah. staying on his own in the yeah. travel lodge with a telephoto lens, <laughs> watching trains, watching trains, and that, or so he says. And then our that's producer, what I was doing. That's, well, I, and I trust you. I just Thank need you. to see the photos. Uh, and our producer Nick, uh, he has been in Germany watching second division Bundesliga games. <laughs> 
again, a niche interest. So it's interesting that we've all been doing something fairly similar over the past few days. So we wanted to have a bit of a niche off in this hour of home time. If you have done something that could be described as a niche area of interest, we're not interested in all-rounder stuff, something that's quite specific, but you love it. Yes. Uh, Craig's in Dunfermline. He says, I spent my time making YouTube videos where I debunk the flat earth theory. Wow. It's so much, and somehow it's now turned into a successful job. Well, there you go. These niche things can, can lead to some incredible opportunities. This text here says, guys, I referee American football. I refereed a women's game on Saturday and a junior game on Sunday. What about Fantastic. that? Fantastic. Great work. Uh, the Sheriff on Twitter uh, has said, I bought my first 3D printer. I've begun printing one in 24 scale items oh. for my first ever diorama, which is based on the movie Christine. I need to get some Imodium to sort that diorama out. <laughs> Home time on a Monday night. I've missed that. It's a good, it's a good gag. You missed that last week, didn't I you? I did. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones without uh, without further ado. We've got Michael on the line. Michael, tell us your niche interest. Oh uh, well, I'm I'm in the middle of building like um, a throttle sensor for uh, a, a flight simulator I'm building. Well, see, so you, you know when people people play like flight simulator on the computer, you're building like a the aircraft around the computer screen in, in many ways. Yes, that's it. Yeah, that's what I'm doing basically. Yeah, so I've got a frame. I'm building all the instruments now that go on the panel. Michael, it, it may be niche, but my goodness, we're jealous of what you're doing. I'd love to have the time to do something like that. Well, Richie, you've got you've got the train simulator on your your computer. Could, yes. I mean, could, would Michael, when you're done doing the Cesta, could you build Richie a, a train cab? Pretty pretty sure I could. Yeah, pretty pretty uh, sure I could get something together. Michael, where do you keep your Cessna simulator? In the garage. Wow. And 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 have you got like you know a wife and kids and stuff like that? I have, yeah. I've got a wife and two kids. How, how does that work? How did you <laughs> yeah, get that through? Yeah. That's what you want to Can you know. write a manual, Michael, please? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. OK, fair enough. Well, listen, that's that's an amazing thing, and keep us posted. <laughs> Will do, yeah. Before you go, yeah. what was the last journey you did in your uh, virtual Cessna? I went to Malta. <laughs> how long did that take in a Cessna? Um, Three months. I think, was, I, think total, <laughs> I think the total total flight time was about five hours. Brilliant. Did you stop off along the way, do duty-free, that kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, was, I had a bit of a fly-around as well, though, just to see the scenery, because I download the scenery off of, uh, of Google Earth as well, so that it looks realistic. It's wow. amazing. Absolutely amazing. We're, we're, we are jealous. Amazing work. Good to speak to you. Thanks, guys. Colin says, I walk 75 kilometres around Lake Windermere at the weekend. That's good going. Very good going. Uh, my husband, Kev, says this text. My husband, Kev, has what could be called a niche hobby. He's into ants. Oh, I. At the weekend, he attended AntCon 23, Whoa. where he spent his time watching, talking and listening to all things Ants. They're pretty amazing. We, we went to, uh, bizarrely enough, South End Aquarium has got an ant section. How? I don't know. They just expanded. Aqua ants. There's a board of, of ants, but uh, of just fish. But you can see them carrying leaves and all that kind of stuff. Clever stuff. When they get going, they're, they're pretty clever ants. Although, then again, we've got a bit of an ant infestation near the kitchen doors, and I was pouring hot water on them. That's night. probably how they end up at the uh, water well. Yeah, they yeah. get kicked out of uh, AntCon for that, that's for sure. Uh, anyway, in other news, we've got James on the line. James, tell us your niche thing that you do. Uh, live role-playing. Live role-playing. Uh, I believe yeah. that the I've heard of this. The technical term is LARP, live-action role-playing. Uh, uh, exactly that. James, give us a bit of an intel as to what that is. Um, you basically uh, have a character and you go along for the weekend or however long the, the event will run for 
and um, you basically take on the persona of that character for the weekend. What's the most recent character that you've taken on and what did that mean you ended up doing for a weekend? Well, it involves a couple of my other little hobbies, which is quite nice. So it'll be a bit of um, uh, sort of cooking outdoors, like campfire type stuff, a bit of camping, that kind of thing. Yep. Which is all good fun. So it's like, it's like having the Fellowship of the Ring just off the M25 or something like that then in that exactly. case. Exactly, yeah. Good, exactly. good I, food I involved? It's called Empire, which is run just by um, Silverstone. Wow, OK, cool. So say say Richie was going to come along to a live-action role-playing uh, day, uh, then James, he could be he could be an orc an orc warrior for the day, couldn't he? And he'd make and his own outfit and stuff. What, yeah. what, what would he be wearing? Um, it's where it's entirely, you can go onto the website and you can look up all the different, like, the look and feel section. And it's, it's, it's probably the picture that you're already creating in your head is probably what it would look like. You can buy prosthetics, you can buy bits of costume, furs or leathers or other things that other people might not want to wear and that kind of thing. And you can just make them look however you like. Do I have to follow a script? <laughs> nope, it's entirely sandbox. Wow, wow, that's pretty cool. It's quite liberating, I guess. Yeah. Just yeah, you, you, you in the woods and some leathers? <laughs> well, I, uh, look, James said I didn't have to do that, didn't he? No, it could be anything. It literally could be anything. Yep, could be anything. I think Sounds if there's cook, cooking involved, that, that'd be quite nice. I'd we be sausages, sausages in the woods. I'd be there for that, yes. <laughs> no, it's excellent. A lot of people will bring along a lot of their like, homemade stuff, so it'll be a lot of meads and ales and things like that that people have made themselves and brought along. It's like, you know, I've just started watching Game of Thrones. It's like that. What's the guy? Yeah, very much so, yeah. Eddie Stark's house, where's he called? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Starks, yeah. Uh, Winterfell, yeah. Winterfell, it's like Winterfell, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And you'll get the look and feel of lots of different nations. So you'd have someone, if you know the, if you know the Game of Thrones, you'd have someone who's turning up a bit like Prince Oberyn. Yeah. He might be a bit more flamboyant, nice and colourful. And then you'd have a bit of a, a grungy kind of orc turn up and might be a bit grumpy. And it's, it's really good fun. I think I could get into LARPing. Winter is coming, yeah. my friend. <laughs> this is the Daily Takeaway. So much has happened over the last week. Uh, we had all the coronation stuff. You and I haven't had the chance to uh, talk since that. One thing that has stuck in my mind since the coronation, swing ball. How, how have you got to swing ball from coronation? <laughs> I went to a, uh, a coronation street party. Oh, right. Not about the soap, but just a street party celebrating the coronation. And there was swing ball out at it, amongst many, many other things. Uh, but I hadn't seen swing ball for a long, long time. and was like, oh, great, swing ball. I used to love that as a kid. Played it. It's rubbish. Why, why is this so rubbish? I remember loving it when I was a kid. This is the thing. You would have loved it as a kid. Yeah. Now we're adults. You'll see it. You'll wistfully think, oh, swing ball, that's great. You'll play it. It's rubbish. I don't understand how swing ball is still a thing and how we were duped as kids because there is no rules to it. There is no point. But I used to play against my brother. I mean, I have memories of, like, I think I beat my brother at, at swing ball, right? No, here's the thing. Your, your memories, you're, you're kidding yourself. You, do, you weren't really playing against your brother. All the two of you were doing was hitting a ball on a swing. There is no, there is no way of winning. But doesn't it go up and down, though? Have I, not, have I not got to get it up and then he's got to get it down? Yeah, but then that's unfair on the other person because 
for, for one person to get it up and one to hit it down, you've got to be hitting it in other directions. So you have to be playing as a right-hander versus a left-hander. It's an absolutely pointless game. I've rumbled it in 2023 after all these years. No, but there's no way that, that, that it's such an iconic thing in, in everyone's childhood and history. You know, people know of swing ball around the world. There's no way that could be that iconic if it didn't fundamentally work. There was no point no, to doing it. I, I do honestly I mean? think that could be a thing because we play it as kids, we don't see it, and it's only as adults you realise... Swing ball is rubbish. Well, let's let's. I mean, we've got a very learned audience here. Are there rules to swing ball? Can you win swing ball? You can't win swing ball. Well, well, let's these slot might know. Someone's texted here. Swing ball, absolutely winnable. The screw area at the top. One wins if the string touches the top. The other, the bottom. You know you've won if the string is no longer able to move up or down. Says this person. <laughs> Darren in Plymouth says, "I'm totally with you, Richie. Even as a young and I thought swing ball was total pants. I played it for four seconds before deciding this was pointless and not much fun at all." He sounds like someone who's lost at swing ball. <laughs> <laughs> I did not lose at swing ball, by the way. <laughs> Kieran, you've got some swing ball intel for us. Absolutely. As a left-hander, this is the game of kings. Absolute game of kings. Okay, so explain that to us because we're trying to get our heads around like how on earth you actually win swing ball. So, like you said, it goes up, it goes down. You have to get to the top or you have to get to the bottom. When my brother was right handed and I was left handed, that gave me the upper hand to be the, the one to go up rather than the one, than the one to go down. Whoa. This is the thing. This is the thing. Because yeah. you and I, as we were saying earlier, as two right-handers, we'd both be aiming in the same direction. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I see. So one person... So, again, I can't remember what it was like, but back in the kind of halcyon days of the 80s, it was cracking hot summer, I, I, one of us, me and my brother, would have had to have played left-handed then in that case. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that would be the ideal. Or a backhander. A right-handed backhander can also win. Wow, so there's almost like a, there could be like a tournament scene of this, you know? This says to me that Absolutely. Gareth Bale is probably very good at swing ball because yes. he's left-footed. That must be it. That's it, yeah. And I don't, and I, no, and no, I don't mean this in a bad way or any disrespect to left-handed people, but it's good for it to be a benefit because a lot of the times you're smudging your own writing and have to have your own corkscrews and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, 100%. Can't peel a potato, but yeah. I can win at swing ball. Brilliant. <laughs> This is the Daily Takeaway. It's that moment on the show where you guys get in touch with us and give us your thoughts. It's time for Any Other Business. Any Other Business. Any Other Business. Get in touch with us. Load of different ways. You can email hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk. James Bayliss has done just that. Uh, He's from Worcestershire. Big fan of the show, he says, Bush. Uh, I hear you're at the board game convention over the weekend. I thought I would let you know about another board game convention that takes uh, takes place every year at the Birmingham NEC called the UK Games Expo. I visit every year. I go for the full weekend, and I will do this year. There's loads of games to play and buy, some that have not been released yet, and a board games library to try before you buy each of the games. So here's the question. How did you find your first uh, residential board game convention, and will you be going to this next one? I absolutely loved it, and I think if I booked in another one, one within the same year, uh, I'd be kicked out of the house. <laughs> so, uh, James, thank you for the heads up, but I ain't going to get that one through Congress. Sam in Leicester says, Hey, Bush and Richie, I'm just wondering. I'm sure a few weeks back on the show, Richie said he was attempting to catch up with watching Succession. How is he getting on? The public needs to know. Now, you'd made a load of great
great gains on the way back from uh, Snowden. You were on the train. I had. Have you kept up that momentum on your week off? Well, obviously, I've had a week off and uh, I've all but burnt an entire season wow. in my week off. I've got one more episode to watch of season two. So you're going great guns. I'm going great guns. My question to you as a current day succession viewer uh-huh. is where is the final season, season four, at the moment? So, season four at the moment, we've got about three episodes left to go. Two episodes left to Two go. Two episodes left to go. So you've got a couple of weeks, but at that pace... Doable. It is doable. I've got to keep the pace up. Keep listening. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. So what are you going to choose? Because we've reached the end of the podcast. Uh, a or B, I've already determined in my head which is which. You'll either hear a video of me on a train settled to Carlisle talking about the uh, scenery out the window, or... Part of the live Bing show from CBeebies Land at the weekend. God, I mean, that's just... that. I can't even imagine how bad that was, the live <laughs> Bing show. I'm going to go for B, please, Bob. OK. It's gone for B, but what's it going to be? Here we Let's go. find out. Bing, 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 Oh, look at it. <laughs> is that even uh, even Bing's voice? That's so knockoff, isn't it? it didn't sound like <laughs> I it. think I think it actually was Bing, but because I was there in the room with Bing, he sounds different to what he does on telly. Oh dear, honestly, was Pando there, the, the pervert who keeps dropping his kegs? <laughs> Flop was there, Bing was there, Pando wasn't there, uh, and I had a couple of pints. I'd need them. You would need them after that. Wow, if, if you've been to a worse... We should talk about this at some point. If you've been to a more gruelling stage show than that, I'd love to hear about it. 